The thing I liked in the NPR piece a lot is when you're talking about playing as like exorcism. If you could visualize the demons that are escaping the horn when you're really pissed and you and you have to play about it. Yeah. What do those creatures look like? All right, so the first image that's popping in my head right now is like Dragon Ball Z. Those the bad guys are like super fucking like ripped. They're huge. <laughs> you know, they look fucking ugly as shit. And they're super strong. I think it's that. Okay, so it's like battling these strong forces. Or is it like your breath creating the ripple of their muscles? And it's you that's the powerful one. I don't think I'm the powerful one for sure. No. Yeah, I think I'm, I guess I'm battling them or like let stopping them from letting them consume me. Because I feel like, you know, it's so, at least I feel like it's, it would be so easily to be overwhelmed by all the fucking awful shit or evil shit or whatever. You no know, one just like be obliterated of hope or like not give shits or become a, a fucking couch potato. Not, not saying that's bad because I've been to shit out of, you know, everything, but you can easily just slip into that. You know what I mean? These tools are for you to use. Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife, conversations with artists and activists about death and life. It's really about life. You ultimately know that everything we're talking about, everything anyone talks about is about life, man. We're, we're taking it to fucking freshman year of college right at the gate here. I'm Dave Marr. I'm a comedian. I live in Chicago. I survived a coma. And that's what you need to know about me. My guest this week is Patrick Shiroishi, who, baby, we are on a roll, and I do say we because I've I've come to terms with the fact that, yes, I book the show, I edit the show, I host the show, you know, but you listen, the guests come on and talk too, this is a we thing, you know, and we have been on a roll the past, you know, several episodes, the Unexplained Legends dudes were great. Marcella Arguello, incredible. And Patrick is a member of Fubit Sushi. Uh, you'll hopefully remember the M. Sage, the Matt Sage episode. The other, one of the other members of the ambient jazz band, Fubit Sushi. And he also released like 20 something records last year in 2022. Patrick, that is. Uh, he's a, he's a, I want to say saxophonist. Because I think that's the the more fun way to say it. He there's a there's a great record of his that I've been listening to by his band Ortsmog. It's him and a drummer whose name I'm blanking on right now, and I am so sorry about that. But Ortsmog O O R T Smog, and the album is called Every Motherfucker Is Your Brother, and it's just like 28 minutes of. It sounds like there's a bunch of Patricks playing in a in a room next door, and occasionally one of them comes out into this uh, abandoned parking garage and plays a solo over these drums, and then goes back with all the other Patricks. And so it's like it's 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 slow. It's it's um, slow should not have been the first word I used to describe it because it's it's energetic more than anything. But it has moments of kind of. Uh, it's it's broken it's it's the music is kind of just like existing in these little pockets and you you know you hear little flutterings and then it comes in with these like proggy i don't know man i obviously this show reflects my taste and i hope that you fuck with these people you know i know we're not talking to taylor swift but that's not that's not why you come to this show uh, you, you come to this show for Patrick Shiroishi. And this episode is so good. I, I say it in the episode that it's like a rubber band of like, you know, sometimes we're talking about the the his answers to the sort of the set, this is your afterlife questions. And other times we're bouncing out to talk about just stuff that I was just so psyched to talk to Patrick. It was really fun. And I think that comes through in this conversation. So I hope you love it. You can check out all of his info in the show notes. Check out those albums. Check out all 20-something of those albums. You know, but take your time. You don't have to listen to them as fast as he records them. I love doing this show. I would love for this to be my full-time thing. 
I don't think I'm owed that. But if you enjoy this show and you're like, you know, they, they talk about the, the, the answers to the questions, but I want to know about Dave's enjoyment. Like, why did he book these people in the first place? All that stuff is always part of, well, not always, is usually part of the full convos you get on Patreon. Whether you sign up for $5 as an afterhead or $15 as a pigeon level patron, you get all of the bonus audio at patreon.com slash Dave Marr. So you can get that. The This is your after show where Claire Favret is sort of an audience surrogate and responds to episodes at one at a time. That is coming back. We're doing that on a monthly basis. We're, we're picking it back up with an after show about the episode uh, 100 that I had with my mom. I know Claire has thoughts about that. So that is something that is available to you. Also, Abandoned Building, the new solo podcast I'm doing. You can go to my Instagram to find out more information about that, but that is in the works. That will be up on the Patreon, Patreon only. Also at the $15 level, those pigeon patrons get shouted out in every episode. So here we go. Susie Carroll, Fred Fidawa, Kurt Chang, Katie Llewellyn, Shuba Singh, John Lee, and Debo. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your support by listening. I'm an independent artist. Word of mouth is how I stay independent and keep making art. So please tell folks about the show. And now enjoy this rubber band of a conversation with Patrick Shiroishi. I grab your whip and take it back to Shatown. When I'm in Shatown, I treat it Patrick, like paint your hell. A custom hell designed for you. I would have a saxophone, like the best saxophone ever. Okay. I only had one reed and it was fucking broken. Okay. Um, broken in a specific way. Just like the reed is chipped, or like it's split, or fucked up, so I can't really even make. So I could like maybe it'll like tease me where like oh I could play like a couple notes here, but I couldn't play really anything I'd ever want to play. You know? And this isn't a situation where you feel like you're innovating, where you're like okay now I'm gonna be the guy with the broken reed and have that. That's my tone now. Yeah, I don't even. I, I like that. That's like Messian with the fucking was it end of the world quartet where he's like, I'm gonna make fuck I wouldn't even think about that. I would just be like so fucking pissed and like I can't even play this thing. Like what a fuck Does it matter what um type of saxophone it is or just any? I think any. I think I would be bummed regardless of, the- <laughs> of Yeah. The yeah. Like it's here, but I can't play it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh and the best what is the best? saxophone like is there a is is there like a stradivarius of saxophones i mean i think there are a lot of different models that people love i there's like a, a mark six selmer thing that a lot of people really love um maybe that okay yeah what's it, it what's the deal with that one it just like fits under your fingers really well and like uh ergonomically it's just like really just there yeah, and it's comfortable. Like other ones, I have this tenor sax where it, I love it a lot, and I play it often. But where you place your thumb is like a fucking like marble thing. <laughs> oh, the thumb like hook like rest you rest thing. Your thumb, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. digging into you, and so it just fucking sucks. But you know what? I, what are you gonna do? So maybe that's what you're playing against sometimes. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. Yeah. Are there any elements, other elements of this hell? Like, are you in a specific location? Anything like that? There might be like a a McDonald's ice cream machine, but it's fucking broken. <laughs> okay, so it's like, so I, I yeah 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 yeah. I I get the the theme here is like amazing things you love. Yeah, that you can't have. Yeah, but it's like looking at me. Yeah, it's like the monkey's paw situation. You're you're like you can't take the hand out of the jar. You have to let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that would be like the most brutal situation. Like for it's like like what a mind fuck, you know. What do you hope happens when you die? I mean, I think I hope to see like people have passed before me, like my like grandparents right now, you know, like my ancestors that I, that I've never met. Um, and 
I don't know. I, I that that's kind of it. I don't know. I feel like really in my like afterlife uh, imagination of what it would be like. There's no real like you don't have to eat or sleep or do any of that shit. You know, you're just kind of like in like a spiritual world mm-hmm. type situation. Um, so yeah, I just hope to like meet them and like hang out with my grandma and you know, so I can be around them. Are you attached to the idea of consciousness continuing after you die one way or another? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. I've, I've never thought of it, but yeah, I, I am. I guess you would be like, you know, oh, aware of what's happening or, you know, you're, yeah, yeah, it would just be me, but like a spirit in another world. Yeah. You know, but also I am kind of, I kind of believe in like the whole reincarnation thing, but I don't know how that would work. You know, like what if like I'm a spirit, but also I'm going to be reborn into like a dog or a dragon or, you know, whatever I'm in my, you know, wait, wait, wait. dragon. Are we saying dragons? <laughs> I mean, I might be born in a world where dragons are real. I don't know. I might be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I'm not, I, you know, I don't want to step on if you're like, I believe dragons ex- exist here. Like I'm available for that suggestion as well. Yeah. I, I don't know. It sounds like animal would be your preference. I would love to be a fucking dog. Really? I think dogs are fucking great. But dogs seem so, like, you seem very, there's a, there's a very high, high highly charged battery pack inside you, it seems. Mm. Like, I don't think a dog releases, what, 22 albums in (laughs) last year, you know? Maybe I'm a really fast-running competing dog or something. Maybe I run really faster. Like a greyhound? Yeah. Because those have, like, the, the, the dog racing, is that's a bad life, man. That's true. That, that, that would be an awful life. Yeah. My ideal dog life would be, like, a lap dog with, the, like, my owner being, like, always there. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck <laughs> out of me, you know? Okay, so, like, abandonment issues? <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> okay. So what would you, are there specific things? Cause you got time with your grandma Yeah. before she died. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's your grandpa that you didn't know no. at all. Correct. Are there things you would want to talk to them about? Um, I kind of, I would, I would ask them about their time in the camps again, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd want to hear like my grandpa's fucking life and like what he, what his outlook on everything is and was, you know, um, I feel like I model a lot of, or when I was younger, I'd model a lot of like what I should be to what like stories I heard of him, like his character, you know what I mean? Really? Um, cause I, cause I'm named after him and you know, when yeah. I was younger, I was like, Oh, like this makes sense. I have to kind of like be like this dude who's you know, everyone loves and like, he's like this. Um, and I don't know. I, I think I'd want to garden with my grandma. <laughs> yeah. Even though I fucking hated it when I was younger, like mm-hmm. we would, we would go over on like Sundays or whatever and help do like yard work and shit. And it's fucking brutal, you know? And you're like 10 years old. Like you don't want to fucking pull up weeds or like do whatever you want to like be at home and like watch the cartoons and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she really loved it. Like whenever we would go over, we would go visit her like after school, like maybe a couple times a week. And she would always be like just gardening by herself. And like, that was like her happy place, you know? I, yeah. I think it'd be beautiful if, you know, I got to do that, you know, as an adult, you know, a little bit more developed <laughs> from yeah. and just like be like trying to experience that with her, you know? Is there a specific thing that she really liked to grow grow no i mean she grew a lot of stuff uh in the backyard um is it flowers is it food is it it was flowers there's like a couple of trees we have like a persimmon tree and a lemon tree and i think a grapefruit tree um but for the most part it was just like plants and just like the upkeep and yeah. So just the beauty over any sort of like function. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I feel like if I had to like if that like I I don't I would be like really concerned or like oh my god there's so much fucking shit we have to do on this garden you know like the weeds like grow back so fast and pulling the roots out they're fucking back you know or like you know the fruits are ready to come down like we gotta get more fucking you know falls the fucking pigeons get it or i don't know (laughs) it'd be really overwhelming but you know also i don't know Would she join you in the overwhelm or she would be like a grounding force to be like, Hey, I've done this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I think she'd be grounding. Okay. You know, when you think about getting more info about the internment camps, yeah, is it cause it's such a like big thing Yeah, that when I think about it from a totally outside perspective, it's just this big, um, I won't say totally incomprehensible, but on some level, just monumental, ugly, atrocity, trauma thing. Yeah. What is it that you're interested in knowing more about? Are there like, are there like details of, have you ever read that book? um, What, what is it called? Man's Search for Meaning, I think. No. Okay. So it's this guy who's a Holocaust survivor. Okay. Victor Frankl. Great book. Um, like really flipped like meaning of life stuff for me. Cause when I, I was in this coma for a month and I woke up yeah. and I was like panicked. I was, I was like, you know, I grew up evangelical. Yeah. Didn't see anything in the coma. So I'm like, okay, did I just get some revelation of truth via its absence yeah. somehow? You know, I'm going to actually die someday. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, when you what, woke up, was it like you just woke up from a nap from your perspective? You're like, oh, shit. And like, how long have I been? Like, how long? Was yeah, it was like I was really sedated. So it took like a week for the fog to lift. But yeah, apparently my dad was in my room and my eyes just like popped open and I was intubated and I mouthed what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> I, I guess personality yeah, I mean, was like intact right away. Yeah, I would also yeah. do like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, but so so he's like, you know, don't ask what the meaning of life is. Try to figure out what life is asking of you, mm. which just flips it into this like service. You know, anyway, he had these like really deep insights like that, but also these really finely observed details of the camp. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that's to me those details are what both humanizes and makes these giant incomprehensible things even worse in some ways. Yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering, is it like, is it details that you'd want to talk to your grandpa about? Is it everyday life? Is it something else? I don't mean to. It, I, I'm like leading the question now, but no, like, no. what what sorts of things do you want to ask him about this i think i i would be interested in like you know how he, i mean i know he was fucking pissed but like you know how he yeah. dealt with the whole situation and like getting on the fucking buses and then being there for you know like when you first got there they had no idea they're gonna be there for like four years or whatever it was you know right and then how they kind of what motivated them to like okay, we're fucking here, but we're going to, you know, set up, like, like really be a community. And, like, you know, they started, like, a baseball program for, like, the kids. And, like, they still had school. And, you know, they kind of made it... They resumed their everyday life in there somehow, you know? And, like, he met my grandma there, and then they got married there. And just like how they got married in the camp. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you know, like just like shit like that, like I, I don't it, it's hard for me to you know, I would feel so like I'd have a lot of rage and you know, I'd be upset just being there and like I don't know. I, I could easily see myself like, you know, protesting or like, you know, being like actively like, Hey, fuck you. Huh? Like, you know, yeah. And have that consume my life. But the fact that they were, I'm sure feeling that way. And then, you know, um, 
not transformed, but, you know, kind of went with the flow and, you know, I don't know. Lived Do you have a flow. sense of, of an answer to that question of like why or how they were able to do that? Uh, I mean, I think I have what I think they would say or he would say, you know, I, I never got to talk to my grandma about it either. Cause she kind of shut down. Right. Um, and I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm not going to ask that question anymore. You know, Which but, is such a shame. Yeah. 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 And you know, I, I think that's, I, I regret not asking her again, but also at the same time, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd want to, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Cause it's like the, you care about these people so much that it's like, of course you don't want to put them through some shit again. Yeah, again. yeah. But also because you care about them so much, you want to know this yeah. information. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I think it's I think it's very Japanese to not really like speak out anyways, you know, and they're like really early like, generations. I think they're both second. You know, mm. they're still very Japanese in that kind of sense. So I think they would have, you know, it made sense that they wouldn't be too vocal about it and just be like, still kind of revert to, oh, if we're good, if we're good people in here, they're not going to fuck with us. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Even being confronted with like, actually, they'll fuck with you no matter what. I, I think there were two different views um uh and Tule Lake where my where they were both held like that's kind of where they sent like the people who were like the bad people you know not oh, really people but like it, it was like the a really brutal camp wow um and like I know that my my grandpa just found out that he sent like a letter saying to the government saying he wanted his citizenship revoked. <laughs> yeah, that shit's tight, dude. That's yeah. like incredible. Yeah, that was super tight. I didn't even know about that till like I think last year. And I was like, oh shit. But you know, they probably saw that as like put him in the fucking stinker, you know, and yeah. I went there, but yeah, I don't know. Do you talk to or have any sort of active relationship to your ancestors active relationship um i so i grew up uh like buddhist um religion and a lot of that is um like giving thanks to your ancestors you know um I'm not in a, like prayer or meditation, yeah, in like prayer, meditation kind of thing. And, uh, admittedly, I'm not as great at that as I want to be, you know, um, or should be, but I try and like check in and like, you know, if things are going well or if things are hard, like, I'll you know, um, kind of report back to them or, you know, if something's really good's happening. I'll be like, thanks for watching over me, you know? Um, and, I like to think that they are kind of watching over me, you know, and I try and, you know, early on with like my solo records kind of dedicating, you know, a record or, you know, a body of work to someone who passed away um, to kind of show that, you know, I am thinking of them and, you know, they are with me as I kind of do or live my life, you know? Yeah. Um, And yeah, I, I, I think that I guess, you know, in, in a, that's why I think also that, you know, when we pass away or whatever, that I'll get to hang out with them and see them and, you know, it'll be cool. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> you already feel like they're hanging out and seeing you in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I ask because as a white guy... Yeah, it's fu- it's it's like I mean, you when you start to think about it, you start to realize like how whiteness fucks you up as it fucks everybody up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's not. like Oh, and once you've once you're slid into that identity, everything's peachy. You know, yeah. it's like no traditions, no roots, no sense of all that shit. And mm-hmm. so 
for me, it's like been learning more about like Celtic traditions yeah. and like trying to be like, okay, well, can I be Irish instead of just, you know, mm. white? And, but it sounds like you grew up with both a, a pretty, like, you know, if you're thinking about your grandpa's example and trying to like live up to it, yeah, yeah. even before you're feeling more connected to their struggle in like the camps and stuff, that's still like a pretty active relationship with those ancestors. That's true. Yeah. I've never thought of that way. Yeah. But then it does seem like you found some sort of thing that turned a switch that made it like more intense. Or something. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, growing up, it was everything or it was more like, like, uh, you know, my parents trying to make me be like the best human I could be or whatever, you know, that it, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, they took me to museums where they have, you know, uh, like a fake kind of camp barrack thing. And they would take me when we were like, you know, elementary school, middle school, but I didn't really get it. You know, and I think when I was old enough to like understand really, and then like delve into myself, I was like, oh, this is fucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, so are you full Irish? No, it's like Irish, uh, Scott, Scottish a little bit. Cool. Um, and then there's, there's other, other random types of white in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh, okay. another is bringing up the records. I also was thinking just as an independent artist, by which I mean someone who has to think about the business side yeah. a little bit more than someone else, you know, like, uh, I have been grateful enough to have an occasional relationship yeah. with Mike Watt, who's like one of my heroes, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it's like, you know, thinking about Econo and yeah. the van and all that shit is like, it's not just creativity all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even in that world, which is very much like a, you know, there's like a Watt diction. I don't know if you've talked to him, but that Watt dictionary of just like lore yeah. where you're just like, I, I got to like get on the wavelength to understand what he's saying yeah, no, when he's totally. using these like, yeah. I was on the podcast and then like, you know, he was sending emails back and forth. And at first I was like, what the fuck is he saying? Like, yeah, I hope I'm interpreting this right. But he's he's a great fucking guy. Yeah. He would hate that you called it a podcast. No, 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 it's not a podcast. Sorry, let's fucking edit that out. Let's fucking get that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I get he he gave me shit. He was like, "It's a show, man. It's a it's an internet radio show." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, I you know, I respect it, but it's like, because it because it is rooted in like, oh, it's like this corporatized thing. Actually, to call it a podcast, as much as it doesn't seem like, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, but but so like that's the model to me of like DIY sort of like super creative, yeah. but also, you know, you got to be your own manager, blah, 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 blah. And along with that, kind of like trying to step into that for myself, unfortunately, came with thinking about fucking marketing, yeah. branding and all this shit. And it's like looking at your output, it's like this motherfucker is not worried about branding you know what i mean like i guess the brand is which which ancestor will this record be dedicated (laughs) but in terms of the sound it's not like and i expect it to sound like this yeah 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 yeah. i mean i ever think about that stuff i've been lucky well so i a lot of my energy of like putting records out was i so i worked a full-time job until recently right uh, and so I wasn't really able to tour at all, right? And so I maybe get two weeks off. And so one week, you know, I maybe I want to spend in New York and like see friends and the other one will be like for family shit. And, you know, that's, can't really play shows. Right. I mean, it could, but, you know, they won't be hyped of what I'm doing unless yeah. it's she, you know. Um, but I, so that was kind of my way of like touring, you know, like putting out a tape with like an Irish label or putting out a tape on like a New York based label or mm. and like kind of get my name out there that way, you know. Um, but I think I've been super lucky in how I've been able to collaborate with different people, you know, across like 
the different genres and I listen to a lot of different shit, you know, like Matt said, like black metal and like ambient stuff and, you know, fucking pop punk. I don't think I'll ever make a pop punk record, but, you know, pop punk stuff from like, you know, when I was younger and. Yo, I had Mike Park on. If you want to, if you want an introduction. I I saw that clip. I was like, yo, that's fucking sick. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he was, I had to realize like, wow, I don't ever think about it. But this man had a huge influence on my teenage yeah. childhood years. Yeah. A lot of those records are fucking, I mean, you know, like he put out fucking the Alkaline Trio shit before they were mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. Goss, isn't he still making like ska music? Yeah. Now? Yeah. I think Bruce Lee Band is still. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. fucking sick. Yeah. Maybe I'll was um, in the ska. I'm like, hey, yo, uh, you need another saxophone player or? <laughs> or what i mean i mean i'm saying dude he would like i think he's down for pretty much anything where does he live does he live in in la he's in he's in he's outside of the bay what is i don't think he's it's not santa cruz it's like god i'm spacing on the but it, it's somewhere just outside the bay area. okay cool yeah um yeah but he's super um and and talking to him on the podcast he was very like it, the shit that he likes it was like you know, I think his was it his heaven or the memory he wanted to relive was just like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I saw like he just wanted to- pizza in the salad bar and shit. I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to listen to this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, man, this is such a nice, yeah, nice to be reminded of this. What were what are your like pop pop punk, uh, like Mount Rushmore style Mount tokens? More stuff. Fuck. I mean, I don't even know. I really fuck with like. The later descendant stuff. Okay. You, you know, um, I I wouldn't throw Minutemen in there. I don't think they're pop punk at all. What else? Fuck. Is it like California stuff mostly? I don't think so. I mean, now I'm a lot more like California, fuck yeah, like West Coast. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would just like I want to listen to it all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um fucking get up kids <laughs> yes yes i saw the get up kids open for green day in high school yo sit you fucking green day maybe even i don't know fucking nimrod fucking rules yeah 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 uh yeah i mean fuck that's pretty yeah. good i don't want to embarrass myself further but you know <laughs> no man i'm down to yeah i'm down for the embarrassment but yeah that's something to write home about record that's absolutely a CD purchase I'll be making in the next six months, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I recently, they reissued it on vinyl and I, I got it, you know, for 15 year old me or was it like, is it like a lavender colored I'm vinyl? Sure colored something cool. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, okay. But in terms of the records and this, this sort of like ickiness slash, do you have to embrace it of branding? The thing I realized is like, Oh, well, if you do enough shit, like if your shit is spraying in all sorts of different directions, yeah. genre and collaborator wise, I guess that becomes the thing kind of is like, what will he do next? Yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely thought about like, I, I don't know what my fan base would be besides like friends or whatever. Cause like I'm doing like a bunch of different shit and it's like, that's, that's going to confuse the the listener. Like, 100% you know like oh he has an ambient record now and he has this fucking like loud ass fucking thing um, but I, I guess I never really I, branding wasn't really at the forefront of my mind you know I think it was more yeah. uh, just putting out music and like trying to get my name out and you know at the same time that was my way too of trying to prove to my parents that I was a serious musician you know, like having mm, mm. items that I could give to them, even though they didn't really listen to it at all. But, you know, like being able to hand it to them, like, see, look, like this is a tangible fucking thing, you know. Do they have a preferred physical media format? No, they don't give a shit about any of them. They're just going to put it all on the shelf. They, yeah, I mean, they 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 kept it all. Yeah. You know, which is awesome. But, really I, cute. you know, I think they listen to maybe like 5%. You know, and, you know, I'm sure it started with the first one being, like, really abrasive and, and loud. And, like, what <laughs> yeah. are you fucking doing, you know? Yeah. Um, 
like my dad, the the Fubuchi, the first uh, record that we put out, that was like the first thing that he was like, actually, oh, not too bad. You know, yeah. like a decade, you know, worth before that of music. I was like, oh, well, at least I got one, huh? What about funeral planning? Do you have any thoughts about how you'd like it to be? I mean, I like the idea that it's like a fucking party, like celebration of life kind of shit. But I've mm-hmm. never been to one of those. Yeah, you got to You got to plan it to make sure that that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, you know, they're all they they're they've all been super fucking sad. Um, but. You know, I don't know, we're all going to fucking die and. um. I do like the idea of having it be like, a, you know, a celebration thing. And I hope there's an open bar and, you know, people hang out and there's fucking pizza and fried chicken, you know, catered. And I don't know. That would be cool, I think. Specific places, specific pizza or fried chicken places. Um, oh, shit. I'm just going to go with the classic because I don't want to, you know, make... Uh, my wife or anyone pay a lot of money. Let's we're gonna go with Popeyes. Okay, great. <laughs> Our chicken, and then I'm gonna go Pizza Hut because I fuck with Pizza Hut, and not a lot of people do. But I don't know. Yeah, Pizza Hut is is an underrated, uh, <laughs> underrated chain. Domino's, Papa John's. Yeah, it's that's eh, not great. Yeah, I think Pizza's on top. I don't know. Did you do the reading program when you were a kid? Hell, fucking yeah, I did. I got the hell yeah! I got those pan pizzas. You better believe it. <laughs> would you? Uh, would you like pad it out with little books, or would you lie, or were you just like? I mean, I guess if you're like good little student, you're like reading War and Peace as a kid, and just I was. I don't remember. I don't remember what I was reading, but I remember I had to read it because like I was a very good boy, and my parents mm-hmm. would not let me like fucking like cheat that shit. Yeah, but I'm sure it was like fucking what? What was that? Like middle school, right? I'm sure I was into like goosebumps and shit by then. So I was reading, mm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, those are page turners. Yeah. <laughs> so is there a place you would want the funeral to be place? Damn. Is this where uh dude said Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah, this is this is where my Clark said. No, 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 no. Wait, not about funeral. He was, oh, okay, he was okay. talking about. Um, I think it was his his heaven, maybe his heaven. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. There are many opportunities in this show, not podcast. Yeah. To um to to choose places. Yeah. I, I guess I guess place does feature in heavily, so I don't remember which one. But yeah, that would be a fucking good one. Um, Chuck E. Cheese with like a bar. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. Only if like the fucking Chuck E. Cheese like band is like fully functional, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. I hate it when that shit's broken or like they're just fucking like glitching out. Even though it kind of looks cool, but I'm like, man. Yeah, I mean that's like a pretty classic Chuck E. Cheese experience. Yeah. Like I have a I have a Malaysian buddy who's like, you <laughs> haven't like been to Malaysia if you didn't get diarrhea from (laughs) and i feel like you haven't been to chuck e cheese if the band didn't malfunction while you were there you know you haven't been to mcdonald's if you got if you get ice cream every single time (laughs) you haven't played a saxophone unless the reed is broken (laughs) yeah (laughs) fucking poser (laughs) are there any like do you imagine people reading specific things or remembering specific things are there specific people you'd like to speak i think not reading, but like maybe like just sharing funny stories, I think would be a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, just like I feel like if it's something where it's like just talking about like good qualities or something, that's you know, it's like it's not necessarily a bummer, but it's not like oh, hooray, you know. But I think sharing of like ridiculous stories or like funny shit or you know, that 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 would be a good time for anyone even if they don't know me or whatever like oh he fucking shit his pants you know on tour like cool i didn't shit my pants on tour but i was very close one time well if you like taco bell that's gonna happen <laughs> at some point. i don't think i've ever gotten diarrhea from taco bell 
I haven't gotten diarrhea. Well, may, I think there was a period of my twenties where I just like constantly had diarrhea and never realized it, <laughs> but I did, I, I was into trying all those promotions from Taco Bell, like yeah. the black tacos, the shrimp tacos, all that shit. Yeah. And that shit definitely fucked me up on the, uh, out the front end. You know, there was someone, I saw this video on, on fucking Instagram, but some dude ate only Taco Bell for a month. Okay. And he said he like lost weight. I don't know what exactly he ate, but he lost some pounds and was like, he didn't get fucked up. It, it's just breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Every for every meal for a month. It was like his own like Taco Bell version of Super Size Me. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. So is this like you're you're excited about this? You're like, hey, maybe I'll hey maybe I'll get Taco Bell catered at my funeral too. I don't know. That might be a good time. Yeah, you didn't mention it was like it was pizza and chicken above above Taco Bell. Yeah. Maybe Sage doesn't know you as well as he thinks. He I does. mean, I love I love Taco Bell a lot. I feel like I get it more than the other two because I guess in my head it's like healthier. But like, because <laughs> <laughs> like wow, then chicken are like just fucking grease central, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like if I had that, I would definitely get diarrhea. Like if I had that every day for a month, but so that's <laughs> better for me. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny because I associate Taco Bell with like, there's one specific comic who doesn't live in Chicago anymore. Yeah. Uh, shout out Dave Lasso. I think he's in Portland now, but he yeah. was like obsessed with Taco Bell. Yeah. And so I, and he was a very like independent road doggy kind of guy. Yeah. So I associate Taco Bell with like super, super cheap, practically anorexic living on the road. Oh yeah. With like, and so that's why in my mind, it's like the gutter of the gutter food but you would get that you would probably get taco bell more often than like fucking mcdonald's like fucking cheeseburgers on the road right uh no i i would i mean if i go by experience yeah i haven't had mcdonald's a ton in the last you know eight or ten years but i've had it more than taco bell i don't think i've eaten taco bell in 10 years 10 years yeah well blow your mind Maybe for, for me, you could go out like next week or something or even today and, you know, just get a gordita, a couple gorditas and just let me know how, how it goes. <laughs> is that your, that's your meal at Taco Bell is the gordita? The two gorditas and then the fucking chips and cheese nachos, the fake ass cheese. Oh, God damn. I mean, that shit's great. I was a Crunchwrap Supreme guy. Oh, that is good. I'll, I'll mix it up. And if I go, you know, more times than I like to admit, then I'll switch it up and get that. Yeah. There's actually a a bit of a controversy in my neighborhood right now because my neighborhood in Chicago is like uh had is is a it a Warby Parker just moved in so it's it's not completely untouched by like corporate shit but yeah. it's there's some element of that like most of the stores are like independent yeah. and there's a Taco Bell that's gonna play take the place of this antique store Whoa. and people are like pissed about it. Damn! But now you're selling me. I'm like and, and a. And a sweet green already moved in. So what I would like is if the Taco Bell took the place of the sweet green. There you go. Or the what if green like, you know, the, the combination Pizza Hut Taco Bell? Maybe it's like a combination Taco Bell antique store. <laughs> yeah, we got to get Heems on the phone and uh, have his. Well, did you see his tweet recently where someone was talking about like what they did at 28 or something? And he was like, at 28, I wrote combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. That's what. Yeah, that's fucking a banger still. It really, yeah, it is, and it's like the the rare, um, like I feel like that's a got to be a really good kids song, <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean, it's such a silly image. Really? And I love the lyrics. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. Maybe I'm forgetting something from the verses, but I think it's. I think it's just. I'm at. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like I mean, I can imagine like a. Coco Melon style animation to it. Yeah, totally. This is, this is how this, I can already, I mean, we're, we're, you know, over halfway done, but I can already tell this is how, this is the shape of this show, (laughs) not podcast is I ask the death question and then we rubber band out to all the other topics. Yeah.
my second one man show that this uh, podcast came from. I it's set in the afterlife, Mm. and I have this premise where you get to fully relive one memory, but you have to choose one. You're not stuck in it. It's just like a room you can pop into and out of whenever you want. But if that were the case, what memory would you choose? Do I am I experiencing it like the same way, or can I like be in that moment, but like also experience like like go off memory and like do different shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Wh- whatever is most interesting to you. All right. This might be cheesy, but I'm gonna say my wedding day, just yeah. as. There was a lot happening and I feel like I didn't get to do slash talk to everyone that I wanted to. And also there were some really hilarious moments in it that I think would be funny as well. <laughs> like what? <laughs> okay. So, um, so, <clears throat> uh, my wife was like, you know, um, you should get pampered on that day, you know, mm. And it's like, all right, you should go to like a, like a shaving dude, like, and get like a professional shave, you know, whatever. And you straight know, razor. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm super fucking Asian. I'm like, we don't have to spend money. This is like 150, what, you know, however much money I don't need it. Like, it's fine. I was like, no, you should do it. It'll be fun. I was like, you know, fuck it. You're right. I'm only going to get married once. Let's fucking do it. So I go with my brother and, um, my brother-in-law, uh, now, but, uh, so I go and, you know, they go first and it's awesome. And it's like maybe nine or 10 in the morning. I'm like, you know what? Fuck, I'm going to have a beer. I'm having a beer and I'm having a great time. And it's my turn. And then dude really goes in, you know, he like does a with shaving cream beard and puts like cold shit on my face and then the warm shit after and like all this, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, I'm like, good, I'm like, great. You know, he's doing the thing. And then after he shows me like, all right, we're done. And then I have like this. Okay, rewind. So I was like, I just want a little bit off. Like, I like how I look. What did you have at the time? I think like kind of like this. And I was like, I just want a little cleaner, you know. Like, a, I can't tell. Are you, do you have a goatee or just a mustache? It's kind of like a goatee, but like not like. Yeah. Like really. Mustache with goatee stubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. so dude gives me like a full on like actual goatee with like the super thin shits on the side. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, oh. I was like, you like it? I was like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, you know, yeah, we paid money for it. Like, I, I, yeah, this this fine. This fine. <laughs> Let me go. And then, you know, I'm trying to convince myself the whole time. I was like, talking to my brother. I was like, hey, this does this look fine or do I look stupid? I was like, no, no, it looks good. It's just a new look, you know? <laughs> like, All right, word, word, cool. And then we do uh, the first look pictures uh, with my wife and then you know it's like the reveal where like i see her in her dress for the first time and then she sees me and then you know she looks gorgeous and then you know a couple minutes later she say hey you know what do you think of are you happy with it yeah and you know i was like yeah 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 <laughs> you know she's like if you're not, we should change it because, you know, we're going to have these photos forever. It's, Yay. No, no, no. I, I, I think it's good. I think it's good. And then uh, she talks to her, uh, one of her best friends. She comes up to me and is like, hey, so do you fucking really like it? Like, legit? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I, don't, I really don't know. There's, I'm stressed out. You know, there's a lot of shit happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my sweet brother goes to, like, a fucking store nearby. And it's raining pretty hard on this day. He goes to like a fucking CVS or, you know, Ralph's or whatever, buys a shaver thing, comes back. And then I'm, I go upstairs to my room uh, and I start like fucking shaving it off. And then some of my like really good homies are coming in. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, I'm just, I'm just fucking fixing this. Yeah. And the, the shaver was kind of shitty. So I was like trying my best to kind of shave it off. <laughs> Super funny. I don't know. It was, that was like a good experience. I, I, I was freaking out during, you know, I was yeah. like, wow, yeah. look stupid. But I think it's like a hilarious, you know, thing. Yeah. Well, and to be able to experience it, if it sounds like what you want, is the hindsight of knowing that it all turns out okay. Exactly. Exactly. And it would be so fun. You can enjoy the ridiculous. That was like a funny story, you know, and like, I would love to see me panic. Like, ah, you know, that's fucking funny. 
Yeah, you get to bifurcate yourself a little bit where you're like panicking, but also laughing at yourself panicking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your coma? By which I just mean any moment of transformation where it feels like before you were one version of yourself and after you were another. Not like hypothetical though, like something that's happened in your life that you can look back and be like, in my history, I kind of became a different dude from this. I think when I went to therapy, uh, that was kind of a help me be more real with myself, I guess, you know, um, and a lot of like change and realization happened during that time, you know? Yeah. Um, I think pre that I was pretty fine with, you know, being like, all right, you know, I'm okay, you know, and, uh, super busy, keeping myself busy with, with other shit and being able to move along, you know? But I think when I started that, I was able to look inward more and be real with what my priorities are, you know, Mm -hmm. like, of course I fucking love music, but a part of me was like, it's not your whole identity. You know, like, it's just part of, you know, you like playing it. Cool. Yeah. You know, and obviously it's a huge part of my life and, um, you know, realizing that and, um, you know, going through what kind of parent I would like to be if, you know, and when we have kids, you know, how I want to be showing up for them, you know, um, and, you know, what kind of partner I want to be. And I don't know, I guess I think, you know, being a parent is a hard fucking thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I think my parents did their best, you know, um, and there's, th- I mean, you know, I think also being Asian, you know, there's a lot of like you don't communicate verbally um, your support or that you love your child. Mm-hmm. That's just like a thing that just doesn't happen. And if it does, it's very fucking rare, you know? Right. Um, and so I would want to be verbal with my children as far as that, because I think I definitely feel it from my parents, but sometimes I'm like, mm, it would be nice to hear it, you know, yeah. instead of secondhand from like my wife or, you know, Mm. they put in the NPR article when the guy interviewed them. Like I've never heard that shit before in my life. Yeah. It's legit. You know, like I don't know how they feel about it. And so, you know, having that kind of maybe not reassurance, but that kind of support um, would be cool. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, and even going to school, like as from college, like, you know, I, I'm glad everything happened the way it did because that was how it was supposed to happen. But, you know, I wanted to originally just go to school just for music, period. And they're like, nah, fuck that. So I went from... Mm, instead of like the education component or the therapy component? Yeah, exactly. So I, I did music therapy, which was great. You know, I'm glad I did it. Um, But, you know, they fought me on it for a long time. And I think that kind of... Thankful, thankfully to like my personality, I was like, no, I'm going to keep fucking going, but I could have easily not, or, you know, stop playing. And that would have definitely changed me, you know? Yeah. I mean, interesting that music therapy was enough to placate them. I feel like a lot of like immigrant parents I hear about, like even, even music therapy is too far off the course. I mean, I think I definitely was verbally like, no, like what? You know, like they were definitely trying to, when I was younger to try and incept me into being like a doctor or like Mm. something like that. Like, Oh, your handwriting's messy. Like a doctor's (laughs) (laughs) cool. Maybe I can become a doctor. You know, that'd be sick. 
That's what? the big. That's the big qualification for a doctor, above all things, is messy handwriting. Messy yeah, handwriting, which is fucked because what if they write down the wrong fucking prescription? And the dude can't. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, but you know, thankfully, like my brother's a pharmacist. Shout out my brother. So he took some, shouldered some of the. the he of shouldered a lot of it. I think you know. Is he younger or older? He's younger. He's younger. I'm the eldest of all okay. like, cousins and shit. And like my cousin in Japan, they're all like working become pharmacists themselves or like um, in the medical world. And then here I am, you know, fucking around. So shout out all my cousins and my brother for letting me, you know, for doing the duty and letting me fuck around. And yeah, I mean, you can you can uh, get pretentious and call music medicine. You know, you could you could not not for you know traditional family. Right, right, right. right. They're like we're not dealing with this metaphorical. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did, what got you into therapy? What got me in? Oh, 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 oh. Um, I think uh, me and Amber were just talking about it um, before, like after we got engaged and like kind of gearing up towards getting married, we kind of did like a, like some like questionnaire stuff just between ourselves. Mm-hmm. What we envision what our marriage would be like and, you know, everything like that. And then, um, she probably uh, suggested that we both start. I think she was already starting, but for me to start also so that, you know, I could, we could work things out. Um, and we've always planned on, you know, trying to start a family. So to work out these things on our own before starting a family or like, you know, we don't want to pass on any negative shit, you know, yeah. to just like right off the bat. Cause the world's a fucked up place and, you know, they're going to definitely be affected by shit. Anyways, we don't want to add on to that. Yeah. And I was like, that makes total sense to me. Um, and also, you know, being in music therapy, um, I, I did it a lot right out of college and then I kind of kind of faded away. But a lot of, you know, therapists have their own therapist, you know, mm-hmm. Through, mm-hmm. you know, even though music therapy is a little bit different. But um, I think where I worked prior, they just didn't have the funding to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always, you know, like, yeah, I should do this if I have time and money. And But you also said that before you were like happy, not confronting issues. Yeah. I think I was, I think I was very, uh, I thought that, oh, I could figure everything out on my own. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Not necessarily confronting issues, but like, I thought I was confronting them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I'll, you know, that's, service level and you know i wasn't hitting all the other under the meaning shit um yeah i'm I'm fucking really glad i really suggest it to everyone who could you know has the time to do it you know um there's a lot of people that does the therapy stuff for you know on a sliding scale i think that's fucking awesome you know uh yeah yeah because it sounds like it took amber kind of nudging you because it's when you start with like, Oh, I can solve all my shit. It, especially when there's not like a, like in recovery, they call it like the gift of desperation. Yeah, like yeah. Sometimes like if someone comes into like a recovery, like a 12 step meeting and they're like, their shit's really fucked up and yeah. they're, and if they're really honest about it and they're like sharing and they're, you know, crying or whatever, yeah. not that that's a requirement, but yeah. it's like, Oh, there's hope for this person because they yeah. need it so bad that totally. they'll do whatever it takes. But if you're just like kind of floating, you're like, oh, I got this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it sounds like you were so open to her suggestion yeah. that allowed you to kind of make the leap into it. Totally, yeah. Touring, mm-hmm. non-Taco Bell edition, uh-huh. what is the go-to restaurant? Okay, as a grown adult, as a 35 <laughs> going on 36 year old adult man, yeah, I say the fucking Whole Foods salad bar. Okay, sure. Sorry, man, I don't want rock hard shits trying to come out of my asshole and fucking ripping me up, you know? Except for the stage, dude, to come exactly. out the horn. Get my all then. That is the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Patrick, for coming on. Man, I, I, I'm going to let you know right now, I hope he I hope he hits me up when he's in Chicago. 
I want to just hang and get Taco Bell. I will get Taco Bell with Patrick if if I need to. Did I did did the stuff where he talks about Taco Bell make Taco Bell Taco Bell? Did that stuff make it into the episode? I hope so. If not, know that that stuff's in the full combo, which you can get at patreon.com slash Dave Marr. Follow the links in the show notes. And until next week, remember, you are a mist. Only human. And human beings, they do miracles.